Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. Are you financially well? Have you had your financial wellness checkup? Joining us today is Maura Albrecht, President of Financial Wellness for You, LLC. She is joining us today to discuss financial wellness to help your income last for your lifetime. Welcome, Maura. Thank you. Hey, it's great to have you as a guest. And today, a lot of Americans, as they get into retirement, are going to end up spending more time in retirement than they actually did working toward that retirement goal. And I think being financially independent and being financially well is a big concern. And you talk about it in your practice where you help people. What do you mean by being financially well? When I'm working with families, being financially well is really having a good understanding of not only what you have, but what it means to you. Looking at it from the perspective, when we move into retirement, we in fact almost become our own boss, our own employer. So having an understanding of where those paychecks are coming from, that we're responsible for withholding the taxes on them, and then managing those distributions throughout our life. I think there's a lot of focus on, of course, helping people grow their investments and their savings towards a retirement. But like Jim said, you know, you work 20, 30, 40 years doing this and you're just so trained to save. But then you got to switch that gear to, okay, now if the employer stops sending me a paycheck, my savings has to do that. And I need to make it last and, of course, be tax efficient. So when you work with someone, do you start with kind of looking at their assets and investments or do you start talking about budgeting? What's that first step? I look a lot at spending plans and really creating that awareness within the household budget, as you would in your business, what your fixed expenses and what your variable expenses are. So we're really sitting down and going through a very detailed listing of here's everything I spend on a monthly basis. And here's what it costs for me to walk out the door every day. Looking at those expenses and then able to say, how much can I pull from savings? How much of my pension or my Social Security am I using? And what the effect on that is long term. Now, I know with us being financial professionals, that's a step that we try to go through with clients as well. Are you finding the same thing we are? Because as financial professionals, I think it's the most uncomfortable thing for people to come into tune with what those true expenses are. I don't know if it's they don't want to face it or they're not sure or they've never done it before. But boy, we see a lot of people getting ready for retirement and they don't have a clue. I was just going to say, most people have absolutely no idea. I think in our minds, we're trained to know mortgage, car payment, hopefully insurance costs. But when I sit down and ask them to separate it and again say, what does it cost you to walk out the door every day? There's a lot of blank stares. I have found a lot of times it's because it's overwhelming when they really sit down and look and say, oh my word, number one, I have to acknowledge I don't know where all this money is going. But again, I think it's so difficult to get the client to understand how important that information is to the input with their financial advisor. I will often say to people, and I know you guys get the same question, how much do I need? My answer is always, I don't know. What do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you want to live? How do you want to live? What are some of those things that can help us work down to, do I have enough? 
But if we don't start with knowing our fixed and variable expenses, it makes it very difficult. Well, I think sometimes when we have this discussion, people get the perception, especially if the term budget is used, it's, oh, wait a minute, you're going to put me on a budget and I'm, you know, just not going there. So one of the things we always have teased our clients and said, we're not talking about budgets. We actually crafted a form that we provide to clients. We've just branded it differently. It's called a cash flow analysis. (laughs) And I use spending plan. I just think it's a more positive... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's sometimes just a person's perception. So if you're listening today, you got to get past this. It's not about us telling you how to live. It's about you telling us how you want to live and us really putting that on paper because I think you should commit to putting down on paper what your expenses are. I've had more clients say to me, you know, I really didn't get excited about going into it, doing it. But after I did, it was actually very revealing and actually it was very rewarding because it made us realize that there are some dollars that are unaccountable. That's a wake-up call to say, look, if we need to make your money last forever, or as long as you do, or preferably even longer, then we need to really find out where you're spending money today. And then we have to look at your investments to make sure that it can meet those needs. And so it's really about discovery more than it is telling a person you're going to have to live on a particular budget. Right. Well, and I think it's being proactive versus reactive. And again, switching those terms around budget to me is kind of looking backwards and saying, here's what I spent. When we start preparing cash flow statements or cash analysis spending plans, we're taking control of our spending habits. Another term that I've heard people use, and that's live on and leave on money. As you face retirement, there's all these different goals. You might have charitable goals. You might have goals for your kids or grandkids. And then you have your spending goals. And sometimes there's conflicts there. And as Tony mentioned, if you don't come into tune with those, you got to get that all down on paper. And you may be in a position you can't do all of it. Then it's a matter of prioritizing or segregating how much you're going to do in each area. Do you find yourself working in that? as well? I do. Many of the clients that I work with are well into their retirement years. And unfortunately, sometimes they're in the midst of a crisis, if it's a health care or a family crisis, where we have to make some of those tough decisions. They may have always been a charitable giver, but because of changes in their spending plan, we have to adjust. Prioritization is um, key in being successful with that. Well, that has to be a challenge because when a health event happens, we don't always just are ready and prepared for that. So where do you start with that process? If a family event happens, do you proactively suggest, for example, a family meeting? Yes. As I'm sure all your listeners, and we can all attest in our own situations, families come with many, many dynamics. You throw a crisis into that situation, and it is complete chaos for everybody. So sitting down, getting an idea, I work with geriatric care managers who are able to advocate the health side of the families I'm working with, understanding what is this diagnosis, what does it mean, how does it affect the rest of the family. If a son or daughter is living with mom and dad and caring for them, but going to work all day, how is that going to change the dynamic in that family? As well as then understanding what's out there and available to support me. So often people kind of suffer in silence because they don't know the questions to ask. They don't know where to go to find the answers. Because for most of us, it's the first time we've ever had to work through this situation. You know, something we've begun to do with our own clients and trying to be a little bit more proactive is we actually have a meeting log that we do. And we have certain questions that we ask our clients on a regular basis as they come in. And there's one we just added as a result of one of our past guests, and that is, Were you or your spouse 
a veteran and when did you serve? Because you're talking about different benefits. And what amazes me is we've only been doing that for the past several weeks. And I would say that I've had at least a dozen or more clients which fell into the dates of where they could be eligible for supplemental support. Now, not that we're going to be applying for it right now, but it helps provide for care if someone needs home health care or assisted living, different help with medical issues, and it's available for both the vet and their spouse. And what's interesting about this is not a single one of them that I've talked to was aware of these benefits existing. So if you're someone who comes in and helps the family understand what are the right questions to ask and what benefits are available, I think there's a big void out there. And let's face it, if you're dealing with a health issue, your chances of knowing the right questions to ask are probably diminished. Oh, absolutely. There are so many services through the VA aid and attendance, military hospitals, the federal and state and county programs run in each area. And absolutely knowing, number one, what is the information they're going to be looking for to get you qualified for that? What's the data that needs to be pulled together? But then absolutely understanding the difference between a skilled home care agency and a non-skilled Getting to the right resources can be completely overwhelming, exactly just as you're saying, in the midst of crisis. Well, and generally, if you have a large family, each one can maybe take a little responsibility. But at the end of the day, if you're doing this for the first time, you don't know where to start. And so somebody like yourself... You don't know what you don't know. That's for sure. No question. Well, listen, we're going to take a short break more. And when we come back, let's continue this great conversation. Please stay tuned. I'm Leslie Bibb. Everything changed the day my mother received the awful call that there had been an accident and my father hadn't survived. Suddenly, she was faced with having to raise four girls on her own. But my mom's burden was lessened by my dad's thoughtfulness. His life insurance kept her family together and enabled us to carry on. My father loved us enough to expect the unexpected. Learn more at lifehappens.org, a public service message from the Nonprofit Life Foundation. Welcome back as we continue to talk with Maura Albrecht, who's a certified financial consultant and president of Financial Wellness for You. And we were talking about financial wellness to help your income last for your lifetime. Now, before the break, we were talking about the reality that many people just really don't know where to start. And many times these things are driven by urgent issues that come up, maybe a health issue or something like that. So I'm sure in your process with working with families, you also prioritize the importance of having some basic estate planning documents in place. Do you want to maybe address that? Oh, absolutely. I have the conversation with all families and really adult children as well. Anybody over the age of 18 needs these documents to be able to act if they're not able to. So I typically start with visiting about what an attorney would ask them on the estate planning side. Do you have a power of attorney? I candidly say as well, it's a blank check. So please know, understand what that gives another person authority to do and be certain that you trust them. The other document that's very important for many of the families I work with is the health care directive. When we are in crisis or otherwise trying to gather documents and get that medical history together, when mom or dad or aunt or uncle aren't able to do that, we need what they call a health care directive that allows you to request those important documents. Now, sometimes these, of course, can vary by state. So again, it's important to work with your advisor and also a competent attorney to craft these things and make sure that it, of course, meets your objectives. Wouldn't that be true? Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't want to find out, and unfortunately, I've seen it happen where there's a lot of do-it-yourself sites. 
And unfortunately, that crisis comes, I need the document, and there's something wrong with it. And the bank's not going to accept it or whomever. So I think it's absolutely important to be involving your financial advisor in these discussions. He or she needs to be a part of your overall planning. Yeah, we talk about team all the time. I know from a personal experience on both ends of the life spectrum, I had a son who suffered a serious head injury, and he's a college student, and he was in the hospital. We couldn't access his phone or any information until we produced those documents, and the doctors really weren't, they were being very general in their discussions with us, and we didn't get any specifics until we produced the healthcare power of attorney. So those documents are critical at a young age. Then I look at my grandparents when they were living. My grandmother had Alzheimer's and ended up having a long-term care stay. And the first facility they went to, they didn't feel as though the care for grandma was the best. So my grandpa was going to have her move to another facility, and they didn't want to move her. Until my grandpa was able to produce a health care power of attorney, they were going to make him go through a state guardianship to do that. So we look at these powers of attorney as a way of keeping control and dignity in the family and not leave it to chance. I can't begin to tell you how important it is that people have these things done. You look at these college kids. We run into this all the time in our practice. Kids go off to school and they're in Colorado or California or God forbid they're even traveling abroad. And had a client recently went to Africa and if it weren't for the powers of attorney they had, they would have had a real challenge bringing their son back. So you just can't begin to imagine how important these things are. Nope, in every file. Again, anybody over the age of 18 is needing those documents. It's not an age. Sometimes I'll run into people that say, well, I'm not old enough to have one. And your example with your son is perfect. Yeah, I think all too often we talk to parents and grandparents that if you have somebody turning, at least in your state, if they're 18 and an adult, they need to have some basic documents to maintain that control and privacy. So we've talked about estate planning. I know that you also focus on scheduling a financial checkup. So talk to us about the importance of that. Yep. What I like to do with families is really sit down on either a semi or annual basis and kind of review the assumptions that we made. How are things moving forward? What's changed in your life? I think so often as we're aging, and again, I think we use the example, you know, we had a lifetime to accumulate, and in one day we're starting this distribution phase of our life. So having frequent check-ins to say, what has changed? The conversation that needs to be happening is involving all of the professionals in your life. So it may be, again, if we use medical as an example, we might be having a health crisis and it never enters into our mind to call our advisors and say, my income is going to need to change because my expenses have doubled. Again, a death of a spouse, I need to change that power of attorney. It's sitting down and saying every single time there's a change in your life, and hopefully we're catching those not too much more frequently than every 6 to 12 months, but really kind of, again, reestablishing, taking this is what I know for sure, and here's how we're going to plan out the next 12 months. You know, as you were talking about that financial checkup, it made me think about early in our conversation, the family meetings. And Tony and I look at it all the time as the family sometimes can be the eyes and ears on the ground to let us know if there is even an issue. So you talk about keeping your financial advisor in tune, your attorney, all these different people that are there to help. Sometimes they don't know that there's a crisis at hand until sometimes it might be a little bit too late. The sooner you proactively get involved in these issues, you talk about government programs. I think we all have had experiences with different government agencies that don't maybe happen as quickly as we'd like them to, the sooner you get on this, the better you can get resolved that you know things are taken care of. 
Yep. And again, it's giving the opportunity, I think, for all of our clients to be exposed to the new information as we come across it. What's the important, do you think, then, of focusing with, especially if there's a health event, in talking to clients about tax efficiency with their investments and their income to, of course, make it last longer? Because potentially, if they have significant medical expenses, they might have now a whole new set of deductions, for example, that they can look at where their income supplement comes from. Do you get into that with your clients? I work very closely with their advisors in that area. Again, in helping them formulate and coordinate the conversations that need to be happening. As far as tax planning, cash flow planning goes, it's important to sit down and say my expense has changed drastically because I'm in a long-term care setting or receiving long-term care services. Oftentimes what I see with families is they go to their IRAs and they are contacting the advisor, not telling the whole story and taking distributions which is then having that tax effect that we all don't like come April of the following year. So sitting down and acknowledging what's the best place to take that money from, but also realizing, just as you're alluding to, you know, some of it is tax deductible. Also understanding what those pieces that are deductible are. And again, I think that's sitting down, it's reviewing with everyone and saying, if I do A, how does that affect me down the road, B and C, cause and effect. Excellent. That's great. Would you share with us in our final moments here with our listeners just some inspirational words for those who might be thinking, God, this seems overwhelming, and how do I even get started in getting organized and making sure that I'm financially well? So share with our listeners a message that will inspire them to take action and not feel they have to go it alone. I think it's the awareness. Again, it's that overall awareness of understanding what I have and what it means to me and then breaking it down into smaller pieces. I think when we can feel in control and have an understanding, we have now become very powerful people. So everybody has their financial issue. Again, tackle it, address it, ask for help. The freedom and the wellness that comes with that is amazing. Truly having knowledge and control is a wonderful feeling to feel organized. And if you make it a family experience, of course, that can be very rewarding too. So listen more, we could probably talk for much longer. We appreciate your time today and what you're contributing to helping people feel financially well. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. And tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your Real Wealth Advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.